Yes. So they were these cops were breaking windows, and ironically, Giuliani is like a progenitor of broken windows theory. We all know about that. Comes from places like the Manhattan Institute, um, and he runs against Dinkins again in '93, basically on uh, quality of life policing, law and so order, like yeah, law and order, because at the time. Um, and this is something that a lot of detractors of Giuliani will point out is that the the statistics on crime on serious crime had been going down uh and that started that started in like the late eighties and and Dinkins takes credit for that because of he did have some like pu- public spending initiatives and he did actually invest in the police force but the the real the truth is we don't really know why that happened it was an international phenomenon right like crime was pretty big in the 80s and then it starts to taper off in the late 80s um and there's a lot of different factors there a lot of it probably had to do with security cameras but this isn't like this can't be isolated to like one city one mayor it's like a global phenomenon yeah Um, well uh you know crime statistics also are a diagnostic and so that you know the the rate of diagnosis going down doesn't mean that the actual thing is going down it means that you know maybe there's less arrests being made or something uh the logic of broken windows sort of muddled this like in a really vile way broken windows started in as a theory in 1969 a lot of people don't know this but the, the guy who did the stanford prison experiment philip zimbardo coined the term broken windows with the initial experiment he did uh that coined, uh, I'm sorry, that coined the term broken windows was that he left a car out in the open in like the Bronx with like a smashed window and the hood up and then another one in Palo Alto, California in like a suburban neighborhood. Yeah, great and then experiment there. He, he did this <clears throat> pop science kind of, uh, you know, d- dubious... What sort of environmental differences are there between them? Yeah. and Well, the point he tried to make, I think, was that because the car in the Bronx got stripped immediately and the one in Palo Alto was left alone, (laughs) it was left alone until he came back and, like, smashed another window Uh, with a sledgehammer. And then when people saw that it was open, they sort of started to take parts off of it. He started to draw these conclusions. And the thing about Malcolm Gladwell bullshit. That's exactly right. Well, the thing about Zimbardo is that he himself is sort of a shitty Malcolm Gladwell pop scientist. And he's cited, you know, to this day by every everyone and everyone because of the Stanford prison experiment, but Stanford prison experiment's been largely debunked. People just don't look into that sort of thing. Um, it sort of uh, leads to a lot of confirmation bias. It's one of those things people really want to believe. And the broken windows theory, which then, you know, later on was redone uh, in another way where, you know, somebody smashed one window on a building and then sort of the same conclusions were drawn. Oh, in a shitty neighborhood, people, if they see one window smashed, they'll continue to smash the other ones because they feel licensed, yada, yada, yada. These are soft science conclusions, you know? Mm. And what they sort of led to is uh, they sort of enabled a form of, I think, racism that, like, people already wanted to believe. So they ca- when, when that was put in the hands of the LAPD, it led them to basically draw this conclusion that, you know, they could enforce more... Uh, law and order in black and brown neighborhoods because circularly thinking, well, there's more crime there and there's more crime there because we enforce more order there, right? And so right. it became a justification. It also was catalyzed by Malcolm Gladwell. Oh, no. He I wrote about it. <laughs> yeah, he wrote about it in The Atlantic, I think. Um, and he's been sort of been interviewed about it like 
like recently and says he regrets it. But I mean, the guy's a fucking he gets hack. Paid. He's got he got paid for it. He's he, fine with it. He's a hack and a con artist, yeah. and him perpetuating that sort of pop science is essentially enabled a covert liberal form of racism mm-hmm. that was purely, largely identical to the racism of like. You know, overt Archie Bunker types. Right. That then. Yeah. Well, that's what Giuliani was their candidate. I mean, I would make. Yeah. I mean, that's. Sorry, I'd make two quick points on this. The first is like, from what I read, uh, murders under uh, the last year of Dinkins went down seven percent, and the year after, the first year under Giuliani, they went down fourteen percent. So there is a sort of bump there. There's a dip, right? That continues after that time. So the question, if we concede that Giuliani's policies, you know, led to a lessening in violent crime, we have to ask ourselves at what cost, right? If you're talking about mass incarceration, which obviously we're still dealing with in this country, and it's becoming widely, you know, understood and known now that this was a social disaster for millions and millions of people and communities across this entire country, right? At what cost, you know, have we, you know, brought this kind of this this law and order mentality to New York City? How many lives have been destroyed for that? And the other thing that I would say, too, is, again, to look at this from a historical lens, is that when you're talking about these dipping crime rates and you're talking about the, the city, quote unquote, turning around and you mentioned that this was a global trend at this time and certainly a trend in the United States. Um, this was a pivot point. This was when the urban crisis, which began in the late 60s and you know continued really into the 70s and 80s, the urban crisis was ending at this point in time. You had mass disinvestment uh, from the 1950s uh, into the 60s and 70s from metropolitan areas, including New York City. It's in the 80s and 90s when reinvestment you know, by capital into these cities begins again. You have uh, something as simple as the crack e- epidemic kind of petering out because you know they've done social science research on it and part of the reason why crack the crack epidemic ends is not just because tons of people get thrown in jail for like non-violent drug crimes it's also because people in communities that were affected by crack cocaine there became a serious stigma because the people had 10 years of seeing what crack did to their like friends and their family you know their uncle okay i know what crack is now i'm not going to do crack and then like something as basic as they took lead out of gasoline and paint Right. right. <laughs> this this decreases violent crime and, you know, pathological behavior across American society. And all these things happening just happened to coincide. Again, he was in the right place at the right time with Giuliani being able to take credit for these things. And this bullshit yeah. social science you're talking about, Jake, being grafted on that, right. you know, and say, well, this is the reason why it was strong policing. It was broken windows theory. It was blah, 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 blah. It, it, it all kind of came together and conspired to make Rudolph Giuliani look like a hero as opposed to a petty, narcissistic, uh, violent piece of shit. 